guest I could have on my podcast to talk about joy, it would be my friend Beth Ray. Beth was a ray of sunshine. The poet William Blake could have written this line for Beth. She was one who lightly kissed joy as it flew and lived in eternity's sunrise. Beth did kiss joy, only it wasn't lightly. Beth smothered life with joyful kisses. She never let her body push her around. Even though it knocked her down, she bounced back up. Beth was a tigger in a world too full of Eeyores. Joy was always her default button. Beth constantly bounced back from two kidney transplants, 10 heart stents, 33 skin cancers, and the biggest trauma of all, the death of her newborn son, Nicholas. I share Beth with you today because there's so much her life can teach us about choosing joy, no matter what life has chosen for us. Beth was part of my inner circle of friends. She felt instantly like a sister to me, and I already have five sisters and five brothers, but Beth was the easiest sibling of all. We've all heard of high-maintenance people. Beth was no maintenance. Whatever you did or didn't do was completely fine with her. No matter what happened, no matter what crisis, Beth always ended our walks and our conversations with her face turned up to the sun, smiling. Her official bio, Beth was born in Akron, Ohio on January 10, 1952. She developed diabetes as a child, but never let it stop her. Instead, it turbocharged her life. She earned a BA from the University of Akron and an MA from John Carroll University in early childhood development. She became a child life specialist. Beth worked at University Hospital's Rainbow Babies and Children's Hospital in Cleveland for 33 years, where she helped thousands of children and their families. Beth turned fear into an adventure as she prepared children for tests, surgeries, and medical procedures using dolls and stuffed animals. For the last 15 years of her life, Beth worked in the Neonative Intensive Care Unit, where she developed strong ties with community volunteers who sewed or knitted hats and blankets for babies. Beth helped create a coloring book for siblings of the NICU patients to help prepare the siblings to visit their new little baby brother or sister. She worked with the art therapists on weekly scrapbooking to help support parents and help them document even the smallest milestones their babies made during their lengthy stays at the hospital. And somehow, no matter how Beth was feeling, she had endless energy outside of work. Nothing stopped Beth from hiking, yoga, salsa dancing, and the tango. She was relentlessly joyful. We bonded instantly, partly because we were Catholic girls married to Jewish men, trying to figure out matzah and mitzvahs and what in the world the fish was. Beth was just a few years older than me, but never stopped being a girl. She giggled and chuckled and led with a smile. And no matter how she was feeling, she said yes to everything. She brought joy into all our lives on occasions big and small. She walked into her house every Thanksgiving with a massive veggie tray, and we all felt her power surge, even though she was always late. I don't know why we asked her to bring the appetizer. But we spent Christmas Eves together, beach vacations, New Year's Eves, and so many ordinary moments. Beth knew her time here was limited, so she made the most of every minute, no matter how messy it might be. She was born fragile, her blood was Rh negative, so she needed transfusions as a newborn. By 10, she was a diabetic and spent most of her life poking herself with needles. By the time I met her in 1992, she was living on a donor kidney. Diabetes had ruined her own. In time, the diabetes ruined the one stitched into her for 14 years. By 2002, dialysis was her only hope 
four hours a day, three days a week, until she died or got a new kidney. When Michaela, the beautiful daughter they adopted from Russia, was five, we feared that Christmas might be Beth's last. They always spent Christmas Eve dinner with us. But this was the best one ever. They called and said there might be a donor, that somebody might have a kidney and even a pancreas for Beth. With a new pancreas, she wouldn't have to worry about losing her sight or her limbs to diabetes. She wouldn't have to worry about dying from it like her mother did. She didn't have to worry about not seeing Michaela grow up. So we all prayed for Beth and for the family of the 21-year-old in Columbus who perished in a car accident, whose family thankfully had the grace to allow his organs to be donated. And that night, Christmas Eve, when Beth and Michael dropped Michaela off at our house, we hugged and hoped for the best Christmas present of all. Would her body be strong enough? We didn't know. Little Michaela just wanted a new Barbie for Christmas. We wanted her mother's life to be saved. And then the phone rang. The pancreas was working. An hour later, we learned the kidney was good. And Beth would have no more dialysis, no more insulin. The donor had been a perfect math. Beth was part of so many miracles. But then in time, the anti-rejection drugs took their toll. Beth had 33 skin cancers on her face alone. In time, the pancreas quit working. And the diabetes wore out her kidney again. She lost the ability to drive at night. And some days her body looked like a giant wound. I've never seen so many shades of purple on one arm. And Beth talked often about her son Nicholas, her newborn son who died, just hours after birth. Who could imagine such a loss? She talked about the little guy and all the possibilities she missed. And then she'd notice a butterfly on her walk or a chickadee and a smile would spread across her face. As always, Beth would come back to joy. Beth turned her loss into everyone else's gift. She helped all those parents with children at that hospital, spent her entire career helping the fragile and giving people hope. She gave hope to me when I had cancer, when a friend hosted a chemo party and people brought scars and hats and earrings to help me deal with going bald. Someone gave me a pair of harmonica earrings. Beth picked them up and instantly made a song. Just found out I had cancer, bah, 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 bah. gonna lose my hair, bah, 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 bah. I got the chemo blues. Only she sang it much better. Beth loved nature and called me often to go hike. The phone would ring and she didn't say hello. She'd just say, it's a beautiful day. Beth was like a sunflower, always turning to the light and always finding it. I once borrowed a friend's convertible and drove Beth out in the back roads past an acre of sunflower fields in full bloom. She just loved it. For once, she didn't worry about skin cancer. She just let the sun light up her hair in that smile. The poet Emily Dickinson once wrote, Dying is a wild night and a new road. I can see Beth driving down that wild night in that new road, in a convertible with the top down and the music cranked up. Beth Ray had a big heart, but it couldn't do the work of her kidneys. And she broke so many hearts when she died. I still can't believe she's gone. But she left on her terms on a bucket list trip, not in a hospital bed. Beth died in her sleep on March 17th, St. Patrick's Day, in Mexico in 2018, after a most magical day. Before she left for Mexico, she left behind a map of Mexico and an index card with the song she wanted played at her funeral, Tibetan Tantra Tantra Tara Mantra. She knew this was her last trip. She was ready to go, but we weren't. The poet John O'Donohue wrote, Though we need to weep your loss, you dwell in that safe place in our hearts where no storm or night or pain can reach you. May you continue to inspire us to enter each day with a generous heart. 
to serve the call of courage and love until we see your beautiful face again. You can't see Beth's beautiful face, but I hope I showed you her beautiful heart, one that was so full of joy it spilled out into the world. So today I hope that joy spills into your world. I hope you choose joy. No matter what life chooses for you today, choose joy. Turn your face to the sun, which is always shining, even behind the darkest clouds, the sun is still there. If you practice being joyful like Beth, then joy will become your default, your instant response, and then your life, like Beth's, will be a blessing to everyone who knows you. Thanks for listening to Little Detours with Regina Brett. For more inspiration, you can head to my podcast page at reginabrett.com. There you can subscribe to my email newsletter so you never miss an opportunity to be inspired. For more episodes of Little Detours with Regina Brett, subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen to your favorite podcasts. Thanks for joining me.